I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. All right, we got some people in here. Let's give it another second and we can get started. That was, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I gotta, I'm gonna formulate my opinion of this game as we do this post game. Uh, let's see how many people we got. All right, let's give it another 20 seconds and we'll get started. Hi, Kathy. Let me open up some box scores and everything here, and we can get it going. If this ever decides to load. Uh, Where are you? TOI Flyers. There we go. All right, let's get it going. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio presents... Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Batts. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Disappointing game for the Flyers tonight. Uh, definitely a uh, a bummer. The winning streak comes to a halt. The Los Angeles Kings win a uh, a real nail biter. Uh, what was it? Four to one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was four to one. Doesn't seem like an accurate description of this. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to be checking my uh, my fantasy football score throughout this game. We're rooting for Mike Evans tonight, people. We are rooting hard for Mike Evans tonight. But uh, we'll talk about that some other time. Tonight is about the Flyers. Losing sh- or winning streak comes to an end. Excuse me. Uh, they drop a game to a really good Kings team, team that's been playing pretty well. Um, John Stevens comes back to uh, comes back to Philly, gets the win in his old in his old stomping grounds. Uh, Flyers drop both games to the Kings, only manage one goal. That's disheartening uh, in itself. Um, my biggest takeaway, I guess, from tonight was Brian Elliott. Uh, he was on a real, real good streak there of um, of allowing two or fewer. I think it was. Six, I think in all the games of the winning streak, I think it was six straight. He allowed two or fewer goals. Uh, that comes to an end tonight. Uh, I wouldn't say Elliott played poorly but there are definitely some saves you need to make and every save counts when uh when John Quick is at the other end because you know he's gonna take you're gonna maybe even get some scoring chances like the Flyers did tonight probably not nearly enough um but when you know Quick is gonna just nullify a couple of good scoring chances as he did tonight as he does many nights uh you gotta have uh, you, you gotta have an A plus goaltending performance to beat him, and they just didn't. What did uh, what did his final line end up being tonight? Elliot stopped twenty one of twenty five, so an eight forty save percentage. Uh, not great. Um, perfect on the perfect on the penalty kill. 
All four goals came at even strength for the Kings. Uh, Martinez, Lewis, none in the second, and then Kempe into Foley to really put it away there. Uh, Voracek picked up a goal. That's I I don't know what to make of this team offensively. Um, it's just one game. It, the the line switches had been working up until tonight, and the Kings are just a really good defensive team. The Flyers just don't have really any depth uh, behind what they uh, what they ice with their top line, Giroux and Couturier, and then Voracek on the second line. That's really where all their uh, scoring chances are generated. And, you know, they come through in the power play tonight. Um, Giroux and Couturier have been continuing to play well, but... That seems like the best possible place for Wayne Simmons. And with Couturier, you know you want him up against number one centers. So I'm um, I'm hesitant. But I just feel like offensively that line needs uh, a little bit more of a dynamic playmaker than Wayne Simmons, uh, even though I think the, the two-way aspect, he's probably the best fit for that line. I would love to see Travis Konechny at least get some time uh, I, I get that you want to um, shelter the guys you consider your bottom six forwards now. Uh, the time on ice reflects that. I, 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 they're they're really going hard with the uh, your top and bottom six and the and the delineation between those two groups. But I would love to see Konechny get uh, some shifts on that top line because Simmons is a real nuisance to goalies down low. Uh, he wins puck battles. Uh, he he really gives you a lot on the power play, but offensively. Despite his goal-scoring totals in his career, he doesn't give you that dynamic playmaking ability at 5-on-5, five five, and I feel like he slows that line down. Uh, not slows that line down a little, because it's not like Couturier and Giroux have great speed, but without Voracek's speed, that's just one... When you swap out Couturier, or when you swap out uh, Voracek for Simmons, uh, it's not like Simmons is slow, but... Um, there's nobody with great speed then on that line. Vorchek's one of the team's better skaters. So when you take that, it's just one less element that an, uh, uh, the teams have to defend against. I would love to see Konechny get at least some time uh, with that line. Um, but it's really, it's really killing you right now because you're not getting anything out of your bottom two lines. I mean, your third and fourth line aren't giving you anything. Dale Weiss doesn't look like an NHL player. I mean, I don't think I heard Konechny's name tonight except for the uh, except for the penalty he took. I mean, these this was what what I think they out they outshot them by a decent margin, 37-25, but how many times did they really really test uh, how many times did they really really test quick tonight? Um, you know, Let's see. Taylor Lear, one shot on goal. Scott Lawton, one Scott Lawton. Scott Lawton, one shot on goal. Dale Weiss, one shot on goal. Jordan Wheel actually had three tonight. He gave you a little bit of something, but uh, not a whole lot. Voracek looks like he led the way with five. Ogasis Bear had six. So, I mean, yeah, Andrew McDonald, three shots. That's just not nearly enough. I guess the biggest positive I took away from tonight's game was uh, Gossis Bear came back. Uh, that was um, that was a little, you know. Gosses Bear's been playing well. You just want to see, you just want to see him go out there and continue to produce. And when he comes off the ice, oh, here we go! It's another one, you know, another injury, another something, another setback for Shane Gosses Bear. But he came back, and it was great to see uh, back on that power play. Had a couple of chances, so that was good. Uh, overall, that's uh, 
couple of defensive breakdowns, a couple of breaks that didn't go the Flyers' way. I didn't think they played poorly tonight, but they definitely didn't play well enough to win. That is what I will absolutely say. They did not play well enough to win. Uh, again, the 37 shots to 25, they didn't um, – they didn't get in John Quick's kitchen nearly enough. And credit to John Quick, when they did, he had the answer. He made some outstanding saves down low. A couple on Konechny, one on Raffle. Uh, he made some really great saves tonight. I think a couple on Shane Goss But overall, I think uh, the offense was uh, spent too much time on the outside, as they tend to when they're not playing great. You're just not getting nearly enough from your from your bottom six forwards. Um, and some of your, some of your, you know, defensemen that you're asking to play some minutes, uh, I, I want to see more offensively out of Ivan Provorov. I get that they ask him to do a ton, and I get that he has the Andrew McDonald anchor tied around his, uh, tied around his ankle. I just want to see more offensively out of uh, Ivan Provorov. Uh, he does great breaking the puck out. He uh, great with the stretch passes. I would like to see a little bit more in the offensive zone. Um, again, I expect it to come. He's 20 years old, playing 25 minutes a game. Actually had a uh, had an easy night tonight. Uh, only 23:39 to lead the way. No other Flyers defenseman broke 20 minutes. So uh, he just continues to pile up the ice time. I'm not in any way criticizing uh, Ivan Provorov. Obviously, he's uh, been very good for the Flyers. I just want to see a little bit more offensively, but I expect that to come uh, once he has a little bit more help back there. Uh, I just, uh, I mean, Nolan Patrick, well, he, he took the penalty tonight, which was at eh, two hits, uh, pretty good in the faceoff circle, time on ice 13-11. So he actually played more than Konechny, played more than Lear. He had a decent amount of ice time tonight. It looks like he led the uh, looks like he led the bottom six in ice time. Uh, helped out with a minute fifty four of uh, power play time. I just uh, this is this looks like this would this looks. Let me try this sentence again. Jesus, um, this looks like what this team is going to be. Um, a couple of charts came out this week. I don't. You probably saw them on Twitter if you're into this kind of thing. Just uh, shot rates, quality shot chances, things like that. And uh, the Flyers are just, you know, the middle line is average, and they're up, down, up, and it just, and it all evens out to average. And it just seems like that's who they are. Um, they play really well for stretches, as you saw over this winning streak, and they can play poorly over stretches, as we saw during the losing streak. So I guess that's just who this team is. Uh, that was my takeaway from tonight was just, um, I guess this is what we're in for for the rest of the year. You don't know which team you're going to get on a given night. Again, I don't think the Flyers played poorly tonight. I just think they didn't play well enough to win. Um, Kings are really good. I get that. Player for player, Kings are a better team. I would just like to see more out of uh, more out of everybody, really. You know, um, as much as I said, uh, I think you lost a little – Swapping out Voracek for Simmons, I need to see more out of that. Uh, out of that Giroux and Couturier line, I need to see more out of everybody. But that, I think that's just, um, I think that's just the way it is with this team. So now I guess I'll get to your comments. Let's see, uh, see what you guys are saying. I'll scroll up a little, see if I can then then get caught up. Um, 
I get that Patrick is young, but he didn't look good tonight and hasn't really this season. Yeah, I say it every night. Uh, I think he's been playing a little bit better recently. Tonight was uh, a night, and the the Kings really uh, the Kings really exploited him over. Um, the Kings really exploited him uh, in the in the first matchup, which was what his second career game. So you gotta you gotta expect that. Uh, and the Carter was still playing at the time, but um, he hasn't been great overall. But I think this is kind of just a learning year for Nolan Patrick. Uh, probably not quite ready for the NHL because of its speed and coming off the injury and all that uh, that he had in juniors last year. It's the first time he's been healthy. Of course, he had the setback with the concussion this season, um, and he's ineligible to play for the Phantoms. He's ineligible to play in the AHL. Um, so you can't send him down and let him learn down there. So this is kind of going to be a learning experience year for Nolan Patrick. I Again, I am not really all that worried about his long-term potential. But uh, for this year, it looks like he's not quite ready for the NHL, but it's the only place for him. I don't think he would have benefited at all going back to the CHL. Um, hated how they handled his injury. Once you found out everything about his injury, it was like, yeah, don't want him in their hands at all. And since you can't send him to the Phantoms, I want him in this organization. This is the only spot for him. So uh, hopefully he gets going. Hopefully he has a better second half, gets it going more in 2018. And then, uh, you know, Hope for the best next season. That's Nolan Patrick, again, 19 years old. So we'll see. Elliot's glove hand wasn't too hot tonight. No, I've noticed uh, Elliot's um, – I can't compare him to Briz really because that's, like, not fair to anybody. But I've noticed his arm movements aren't always uh, the tightest – uh, he he can be had over the shoulders and end under the arms, which is uh, just a little bit Briz-like. Again, um, Briz is maybe the technically laziest goalie. I'm not saying Briz is a lazy guy. I don't know about his work ethic. I don't. I have no idea how hard that guy works. Technically, though, it appeared as if he was um, just loose with his arm. Like he wasn't always. Uh, completely focused on, uh, like, he just didn't have his, his mechanics set all the time. And uh, I see sometimes Elliot gets a little loosey-goosey with the arms, too. That's, I guess that's how I want to put that. Uh, oh, Nicole Guyberson joined. What's up, Nicole? I guess you don't have a fantasy game to worry about tonight, huh? Yeah. I would be watching fantasy football if I was you, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the whole team didn't look great tonight. No, they didn't. They definitely didn't. Uh, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, I don't think they played all that poorly tonight. I think the Kings are just a better team, and the Flyers didn't do enough in their own end to uh, to stay up to, to to stay with them. And it's really hard to overcome the defensive breakdowns that they had. Elliot wasn't terrible, but quick was the difference again. Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, I I don't think Elliot was bad either. I just think when you let in a couple that maybe you want back, that's going to be the difference against Quick every time. Um, this team clearly has an issue with John Quick, as many teams do. Uh, it's not like that's that's just um, it's not like that's unique to the Flyers. Quick is a really good goalie, but when you know it's going to be really tough to score tonight, you have to be solid on your in your own end, and the Flyers weren't. And that's it's Elliot, and it's the defense in front of them uh, all around. They you know, weren't good enough at both ends of the ice tonight. 
Quick is incredible. Yeah, Quick's uh, it, Quick's interesting. You look at his career numbers. Um, he's had like one true Vezina season and two playoff runs that were incredible. But when you look at his career numbers, they're not wildly different from Steve Mason's. But when you watch him play, um, the timely saves, the athletic saves, the high danger saves – taking away a team's will to live. That's how that's how I feel about uh, John Quick. He just makes saves on you that should just be goals. It's just plays that should be goals. And Quick is just able to uh, – he is – he makes highlight reel saves that take away uh, a lot of a team's momentum. I mean, look, look at the power play opportunities the Flyers had tonight. John Quick is a one-man penalty kill out there. Thoughts on Haig? Thought he looked solid, possibly one of the better D-men tonight. Haig's game is just being solid. Uh, that's who he is. Um, didn't like his overcommitment on the first goal. I believe it was the first goal where he came over a little late. He reacted to Philpola, who was jumping off the bench, who didn't pick up his man, but didn't get there nearly fast enough, left his man wide open, and uh, he was able to score. Uh, but other than that, Haig's game is uh, Haig's game is just being solid, and uh, he's usually that. Is that a dropkick Murphy's banner? You're damn right it is. Time to call up Limblom, maybe Albe Kubel. I would love to see it, but uh, I, I don't know about Albe Kubel right now. Uh, I would love to see either of those guys up, but uh, I just don't think that that's going to happen. Weiss isn't good. No, Weiss is the worst player on the team. He's bad. He's a bad player. The wristbands on the ice after Saturday night did more than Weiss. Uh, yeah, he's – I mean, the coach recognizes it. What did Weiss play tonight? Where are you, Dale? Uh, 10.58. So he actually played more than some other guys. Uh, he played more than Lawton, which is silly. Uh, and he played more than Konechny, which is borderline unbelievable. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's been playing fourth-line minutes, though, so I, I, I can't get too up in arms. They just don't want to put Matt Reed in there, and Yuri Laterra really is maybe worse than Matt uh, than Dale Weiss. So the, those are your options right now. I would love to replace him with one of the, uh, one of the young guys on the Phantoms, but I, I just got to stop living in this fantasy land where the players I want to see are in consideration. So I just have to go with what they're actually going to do. And um, if it's Weiss, Laterra, or Reed, uh, and it's not even Reed anymore. He's not in consideration. That's why he's with the Phantoms. Um, so if it's Weiss or Laterra, I guess Weiss is better. I They both stink. I don't know. Neither of them are uh, – Neither of them are ideal in an NHL lineup at this point, honestly. He drew a couple penalties tonight, Dale Weiss did, so I thought he set up the one well uh, where he got boarded. Um, he got hit from behind. I, he looked over his shoulder, saw the guy was committed to just crashing into the corner, and went in uh, exposing his numbers the whole way. So I thought that was good. That was a useful play at least. Patrick needs to be sent down. He got to build up like Aguilar. Hey, if you could send Patrick down, I'd be all for him getting some time in the AHL. 
but he can't play in the AHL this year. It's either the NHL or juniors, and I don't want him going back to juniors, so it's got to be here. Bill, how should they fix their bottom six problem? They have to make changes going forward. Um, I agree, but for the most part, this team is in transition. Um, the changes will come when the kids get here. That's all we can. That's all we can hope for at this point. I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see Limblom up here now. I would love to see Vecchioni up here now. I'd love to see Martell up here now. They will be. They're not yet. And that's, I think, that's part of what fixes the problem. Nicole, I'm not losing. My team just isn't done yet. That's all. That's all. How long will it take for Patrick to be on a line with more skilled wingers? Wheel and Weiss aren't skilled enough. I feel like it's dragging him. Um... I mean, it's it goes two ways. Patrick has to play himself into more of a role with better players. You get better wingers by earning it. He has to – centers are supposed to make their wingers better. Granted, it's impossible to make Dale Weiss better. I don't – I told you, my theory on Dale Weiss is they need to play him. I want to see Konechny uh, up on that line with, uh, with Giroux and Couturier. But I think maybe the best way to survive Dale Weiss is to put him – with Giroux and Couturier, and then have better talent on your on your next three lines. I think that might be the best way to go about it. Um, watching Tom Wilson, telling you, watching Tom Wilson with the uh, God damn it, Mike Evans, just do something. Um, watching Tom Wilson uh, with the Caps with with uh, with Backstrom and Ovechkin made me start thinking: What if the Flyers use Dale Weiss in that way? Just let. Couturier and Giroux drag him, uh, and everyone, every other line will be better. So maybe that's a maybe that's a way to improve the bottom six as well. Is to put Dale Weiss on the first line. I can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, you know, this is the issue with this team right now is they have two lines. That's that's the problem. But Patrick, when he plays himself into a into a bigger role, he'll have one. I don't think they want Valtteri Filippa as their second line center, but uh, it's all they got right now. Bring up Oscar Lindblom. I'm all for it. Um, we'll see. It was nice to see Elliot show toughness and push back when people were throwing themselves into him in the third. I agree. Um, I would like to see him seek contact more because clearly if the goalie just touches someone who's near them, uh, you can maybe get a goalie interference call. So I would like hey, if someone's in the paint, I would like to see him move into them a little bit. But uh, I, I did like seeing him push a guy and uh, just play a little tougher in his crease. And as long as he's not moving backwards, that's great. He needed a rest. I, I, I believe Elliot probably needs a rest. He's 33. Um, he's been a number one goalie in his career. I don't know how long you can ride him, though. Uh, you know, they're playing every other night for quite a while now. And they really don't have a backup. Um, we'll see what they do. Maybe they bring up Tokarski because it doesn't look like they have any interest in putting Alex Lyon in a game. But we'll see about that. He probably needs uh, – he probably could use a rest. Just one game. Just give him a couple of days. That's – I mean, he had four days between Vancouver and Toronto, but they've played every other day since Toronto. 
Tuesday, Toronto, Wednesday off. Thursday, Buffalo, Friday off. Saturday, Dallas, Sunday off. Tonight, Monday against the Kings, they're off tomorrow. Then Wednesday against Detroit, off Thursday. Then Friday, Saturday, back-to-backs going into the holiday. So uh, he probably needs a rest, but they just don't have a backup. Stolarz is hurt. Neuvert is out. Alex Lyon's still dressing. We'll see how this goes. But speaking of Weiss, who is the worst flyer ever? Ooh, worst ever? Man, that's tough. All right, Evans. All right, Evans. Three for 28. We're getting there. Only needed 8.5 out of them. We got 5.8. Here we go. Here we go. Um, This is me vamping, trying to think of the worst flyer ever. Uh, A lot of my favorite flyers are the worst flyers ever. I'm a big fan of Lassie Kukinen. He was was big. Um, Geez. Steve Eminger, way up there. Steve Eminger was awful. I mean, some fighters, but I guess it's tough to because, like, Donald Brashear wasn't, uh, like, Donald Brashear wasn't a hockey player, you know? It's not like he was out there to make a play. He was out there to punch someone in the face. He was pretty good at punching people in the face, so I don't know. It's kind of a different category. Um, Denny Gauthier comes to mind. He was pretty bad. Uh, we'll come back to that, though. Who does everyone else think they're worst flyers? I'll read them as I see them. Uh, this will be like, I'm so far behind in the Ronaldo. I don't know if he was the worst ever. He's the, maybe the dumbest ever. Um, Ronaldo just had such an issue, like controlling himself. Uh, there was like a, a brief period of maybe a week and a half where you saw something out of Ronaldo. Maybe you could use him as like a, a third line energy guy who could kill. Remember when they were using him on the penalty kill and we we're like, yeah, under control Ronaldo. Maybe we were just trying to talk ourselves into it. Cause it was like, Jesus, are our hopes and dreams like <laughs> hinged on Zach Ronaldo? Uh, but where's fire ever? I got to think about this. The Hague overcommitment came in the second goal. Okay, first was all in Elliot. Yeah, be clean. Yeah, okay, the first one was the one-timer off the face-off. Yeah, uh, no one's – then Brown flattens Ghost after a draw pass. Okay, yeah. I was at the Boston game. I was awestruck seeing Yuri Letera live. He simply cannot skate. He's not a usable option at the least. Yeah, and that's the issue. Uh, that's the issue with Dale Weiss is Yuri Letera. I mean – <laughs> I guess we got the second the Hextall was able to extract the extra second first uh, the extra first round pick for Braden Shin um who of course is playing great but he was I guess he was able to extract two firsts which are like gold especially the day of the draft um by asking to take on Yuri Latera um by accepting to take on Yuri Laterra. Uh He said at the time of the trade, you know, Laterra had a bad year last year. And, you know, we kind of had to make the trade work with salaries. So you see that. It's cap league. Uh, we'll see what Laterra gives us. He was never high on Yuri. Uh, the rumors came out, I guess, last week that they're trying to trade him. Uh, he's just not very good. And, my God, he's worse than Dale Weiss. Like, that's a real thing. Do you think this team struggles to get to the slot more often uh, than other teams do? And if so, why? Um, They have this weird, they have this weird thing, especially in their bottom six where they're not big, but they're not overly skilled. They're not the fastest, but they're not the strongest. It's just a weird mix. They just don't have 
all the right players at this point. They got a lot of pieces who, uh, you know, haven't reached their potential yet, and they don't have a guy, you know, this kills me all the time. Um, Wayne Gretzky has more goals and more assists than anybody in the history of, uh, of, 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 of the NHL. He's, he's the best, most productive player of all time. His office was behind the net. So if you want to score a lot of goals and pick up a lot of points, wouldn't you think setting up and running your offense from behind the net, an area that they've recently expanded to allow you to make more plays behind the net, and defensemen are told, don't chase behind the net because then you're behind the net and they'll wrap it around and we're down a man. Don't you think they should do more from back there? Like, it just boggles my, like, uh, how do you score? I don't know. Do it to dude who scored more than anyone did. Like, I, I don't know. It just seems to make sense to me. But, yeah, they struggle to get to the slot. And I think it's because the basis of their offense is the outside. When, when the perimeter is where you start, it's where you're going to end. They don't have, and they don't have a guy who can score from the outside, really. They don't have the sniper, and as much as uh, you, you know, the sniper is overrated. They they need one. They need a guy who can shoot from anywhere and put it in the net. One guy, one. Ever. On a positive note, we won a goalie interference challenge. That was my shocked face. Uh, I could not. I mean, it was. Goalie interference is a coin toss. I, I, yeah, I guess that's goalie. It, it's it is it is, but I've seen it go both ways. You never. It, it's it's whatever the refs feeling. I I I I don't even think they're watching the play half the time. I think they're like ordering food from after the game. They're on Grubhub. I have no idea what they're looking at most of the time. Uh, but they won one tonight, so that was positive. That really helped out Hackstall's percentage of what I assume is zero. Um. Carter Hart, yeah, I mean, we'll see him in World Junior soon. Carter Hart's absolutely awesome. We'll uh, hopefully he's up here soon. Quick always seems to have a good game against the Flyers. They threw everything at him. I mean, that's not a unique experience for the Flyers, but he does seem to make several highlight reel saves against the Flyers every time, just every friggin' time. Thoughts on trading Michael Neuver? If you can get anything for him, sure. But, I mean, I don't know how much a constantly injured backup goalie is worth. If someone wants him, Vegas. Uh, sure, absolutely. What about Patrick on the wing on first line? Maybe. I don't know if you want to now give him a position switch. Coupled with more minutes, maybe it would boost his confidence. Um... I don't know. Is he uh, one thing that could be an issue there? He's right-handed, right? Shoots right. Yeah, so then both your wingers are right-handed uh, if you have him with Giroux, uh, which I don't love. There are worse things in the world. Um but I wouldn't love having both wingers be right-handed on the top line. Um, but it wouldn't – maybe just give it a shot. I would 
I know you want to get some chemistry going, but I would like to see some experimentation with that top line because Katori and Drew are excellent. Um, try to get something out of somebody else. Wayne Simmons, no, he can't carry his own line, but he needs to do more. Um, he seems like the best fit if it's not going to be Voracek there, but uh, he just doesn't give you enough at five on five. So I'm guessing no Patrick to the World Junior Championships, right? That's not an available option anymore. Uh, you could have let him go. It's not like the um, – it's not like the uh, he's there, he's back kind of thing. You can send him, uh, but I believe Ron Hextall came out and said, no, we're not doing that. It's um, – just not happening he's a big part of our team and we want him here which i understand you don't want you don't want a guy going down there i just thought it'd be good for his confidence go back against some age appropriate players um remember what made him a dominant player but at the same time um he's got to learn the nhl game and i don't know how he can adjust uh get you know continue to get better in the nhl by not playing in the nhl so Alexander Daig. Daig is a good one. Pavel Brendel, another good one. I liked Ryan Parent. Um, funny story about Ryan Parent that I'll tell. Uh, it's not really about Ryan Parent. Um, it was right when the Flyers put out all their classic jerseys. Like, they had a Barber and a Clark and a Bernie and everything. And uh, I'm walking in like a Hextall. I got a Dave Schultz one. But I'm walking into the, uh, I'm walking into the Wells Fargo with a buddy one time. And they have the uh, they have the Bernie Perrot shirt in the window with his name out, and I was like, "Who in the hell would buy a Ryan Parent jersey?" And he just looks at me to see if I'm joking, and clearly I'm not. I'm like flabbergasted that they would have it on display. Like this is something you should come in and buy, uh, like at the fan gear. And my buddy looks at me. He goes, "Look at the number." I go, "What about it, he goes, dude?" Bernie Perrant is not right parent. I was like, oh, no, I'm the worst ever. I'm the worst ever. Right, parent? Oh, he wasn't that bad. Like, I don't know if he's Alexander Daig bad. Ellison's a good one. Matt Ellison's good because he stunk and, um, you know, the trade. Peter White, Bobby Clark's son-in-law, has to be down near the worst, overhyped. Peter White was an excellent AHL player, though. Peter White was like the MVP in the AHL. He was the man. I was a Phantom season ticket holder the year they won in 98, so I am a big Peter White fan. You can never get me to say anything bad about Peter White, Sean McCosh, Frank Bialowicz, that whole gang. Uh, Dave McIsaac's one of my favorite hockey players of all time. John Stevens, tonight captain of that team. Bill Barber, head coach. I love that team. Uh, you can never get me to say anything about uh, Peter White. I love them. Maybe, maybe Latera will retire. Then they could trade his contract to the Coyotes so they can make the cap basement. That team is a dumpster fire within a tire fire. <sighs> High hopes, huh? <laughs> maybe he'll retire. Wheel on the top line. Wouldn't hate it. Uh, Dan Kordick is a good one. Trade Simmons, this team is years away from being anything close to a cup team, and by then he'll be way past his prime the way he plays the game. Billy Tibbetts. Billy Tibbetts is a great uh, potential worst flyer ever because he was also a bad guy. Um, 
Ryan Parent took out Boucher. Yeah, I remember Boucher. Uh, Boucher was backing up that 98 can, uh, Calder Cup team, too. Um, I remember Boucher after the, after the game or in an interview I saw later. Um, come on, Evans. All right. We're on pace. We're on pace. We're on pace, everybody, to pull this one out. Uh, only need, like, two and a half more points or something. Uh, no, anyway, Boucher. Uh, I just remember, like, in an interview after the game when uh, Parent took him out and he was laying on him, I remember Boucher. I remember the man's like, what were you thinking? Boucher's is just like, I was just thinking I really want him to get off of me because I am in a ton of pain. And I was like, oh, Brian, oh, I love Boucher. Yeah, yeah. All right, gang, is that all we got tonight? Any more questions? Uh, Christopher, you were also a Phantom season ticket holder back in the day. Uh, yeah, man, that was it, the Spectrum was a fun place back then, man. That team, all they did was score and fight. And, and, like, it wasn't a developmental team at all. It was all, like, career AHLers um, and Frank Bialos. All they did was score and fight. They were a ton of fun. Tickets were, like, it was, like, 600 bucks for full season tickets or something. Me and my dad were, like, third row. And it was so great. Uh, they win the cup that year, you know. The games against Hershey the year before in the playoffs, the uh, 97 playoffs, Jesus, they had like a 900 penalty minute game against Hershey. It was just – and this was a playoff game. Like just absolutely ridiculous. They are fun back in the day. I do miss uh, do miss the fights. Jody Hull was bad, but uh, I feel like he had some like really big goals. Like I feel like he had a bunch of like game-winning goals and stuff. Uh, in like a short span, he was just a big body they would put out there with the Legion of Doom sometimes. Maybe I'm misremembering that, but uh, misremembering like Roger Clements. Uh, but I just uh, – I feel like Jody Hole's nowhere near the worst. I also – maybe I have this like at my disposal. Um, oh, I know I have a Jody Hole like autograph, like one of those game inserts, like the player's little – poster thing. I think I met Jody Hole and got that autograph, but I don't have it in my desk like I thought I did. Um, I think we need a definitive ranking of the worst flyers of all time on BSH Radio. That could be a really fun summer uh, skit. I won't spring that on uh, on the crew during the season. Uh, Charlie won't want to participate because he's a journalist or something. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Lavi thought Villy Leno was the worst flyer ever. I mean, you know. It seems like he used Villy Leno to the best of his abilities, you know. But he did punch him. All right, guys. I guess that is all the time we have for you tonight. Uh, Chekmonic was excellent. Chekmonic quit on the team and walked off the ice in the middle of a playoff game. But he was excellent when he was out there. Uh, I guess that's all the time we have for you. We're just going to end up doing this worst flyer ever thing uh, all night.
uh, which is which is a ton of fun. Hey, continue it in the comments. Do whatever you got to do. We will be back. We are recording BSH Radio tomorrow at like 5.30. So look for the new episode tomorrow night at some point. It'll be up. And also this Saturday at the Bullies Pub at Xfinity, uh, starting at 6 o'clock, we're going to be doing a big, uh, we're calling it our Festivus Watch Party. It's just a big holiday party for Broad Street Hockey, for our listeners, for all Flyers fans out there. They are opening Bullies Pub uh, specifically for our crew, and it is also a uh, canned food drive for Phil Abundance. So bring a canned food item. You're doing something good. You're drinking beers. You're watching the team. Uh, we're going to try to get as many people there. The rest of Xfinity will open up uh, at some point or another. Um, but we're going to have Bully's Pub just for us starting at 6. It's going to be open just for the game and then the rest of Xfinity for the rest of the night. It's just going to be a fun time, so everyone come out and be sure to check out uh, the BSH Radio Patreon. Uh, it is a lot of fun, too. That's all the time we got, so uh, I will be back. What is today? Today is the 18th against L.A. I will be back Wednesday. I am signed up for uh, the post-game Wednesday night, so after that big rivalry night showdown with the Detroit Red Wings, uh, 97 Cup Final rematch, uh, I'll be back here, so I'll check you out then. Until then, happy holidays, everybody. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.